0: what's up guys welcome back to the thp strength podcast episode i don't know because i don't know what episode it is today we're going to be talking about accentuated eccentrics before we get into that we'll go with a quick little life update from use and then myself ready so yeah
1: uh life update just moved in with my wife at 29 palms california it is a military base uh, just finished the Baldogs dunk competition. Uh, did really booty on there. I missed, missed two, two easy dunks. Uh, finished dunk league. That's going to be airing uh, later this month. So I'll be on the lookout for that. And aside from that, just going to be training this month for a big dunk contest in L.A. against Chris Staple, Sutherland, and Jay Clark. It will be a breeze. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> This is my third try. I think I should I should have all my dunks down by the third you don't by the third contest. Mean you're fired. I honestly will fire myself if I don't win. <laughs> right. Life updates for myself.
0: Uh, I've been working on two foot vertical a lot or two foot dunking, I guess. I am trying to dunk on 10-1 right now off the dribble. I dunked on 9-11 and a half, I think, off two, and I'm trying to do it with a left-hand dribble. Working on my PP step, trying to get better at basketball in general. But my basketball coach Isaiah Rivera is gone, so I'm a little bit tough. Yeah. He let me down. No, no, I'm just kidding. But I have improved immensely. Actually, you can ask Isaiah. I've gotten how much has my two foot vertical gone? Yeah, John's
1: John's two foot vertical went up a lot. Uh, some of the big changes that we made. Well, the big focuses we had on his training was honestly just getting his squat up. He was dealing with hip issues uh, from one foot jumping a lot. So we limited his one foot jumps to just two or three at the end of the session and just focused on not squatting super, super deep. Um, we tried getting deeper as the weeks went on. Um, and then all that culminated to dunk camp uh, where he jumped pretty well. He had some good dunks off two feet on 10 feet. Was our best performing athlete, I would say,
0: like in terms of progression.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, After that, John uh, went off jumping off of one leg, which kind of messed him up as far as his body. But we kind of knew that Uh, we knew it was a risk and that he shouldn't do it. I I
0: said, I said, coach, uh, my knee hurts. What should I do? And he said, well, John, you have a choice to make. I can't get this hair to just going to stay like that uh, uh he's like you have a choice to make and i was like what is that choice and he was like you can either jump through it and deal with the repercussions of your actions at a later date or we can cut the session and i was like dude it's dunk camp like i'm definitely gonna jump through it so i did do i regret that decision no <laughs> i'm a c-spade i'm a c-spade yeah, yeah. i was very close i'm at I the rim and all with, with the legitimate tape measure, Jordan Kilgannon's tape measure, which is yeah. the only tape measure that matters. Ask him. He told me that firsthand. Yep. His words, <laughs> not mine. Um, um, yeah.
1: But yeah, so after that, we've just kind of being, been in uh, rehab mode, uh, building the two-foot jumps back in. Uh, coaching's been all over the place just because it's been so crazy the last month or so. We've been dealing with, like, moving and stuff like that. Um, but we should be... Finally, dunk contest season is pretty much over uh, for the most part, so uh, we can kind of get into a rhythm uh, with everything right now. Uh, actually, a life update. Where where are you living right now?
0: I'm officially a Bay Area native. I now live in the Bay. For those of you that don't know, that aren't Bay Area natives, as in you didn't grow up here like I did. Uh, you know, I basically know everything about this place: South Bay, East Bay, West Bay, North Bay. I'm kidding. Uh, I... Yeah, I ended up um, moving here to coach a uh, guy, Ben, Ben Sue. I think it's well known that we we're coaching him right now. So, coach him every day in person. Um, one of the only in person coaches or athletes that I'm coaching right now. We're currently working on lengthening out his penultimate step and trying to get him to increase his explosiveness while also kind of managing his knees because he's a little bit older so yeah that's the current focus right now um he's supposed to have a deload next week we've been focusing on building up his barbell deadlift which i think he went from doing like 135 to now i think he's pulling three he pulled 315 last session so definitely a lot of improvement there his clean pull is up at one or 205 now with like pretty good technique so that's good and his front squat he is now doing it correctly with two i think he's worked up to 225 so He didn't have a great front rack position. We fixed that, took a little while. He was a little bit hesitant on it, but we fixed it. So that was good progress. And yeah, other than that, I think those have been the big focuses. And then also we did a lot of safety bar squatting. So we got that up to, I think, 335 for three reps, which is pretty good for him with like pretty good depth. So definitely, definitely uh, good (laughs) progress. Oh, I have to keep fixing my mic for as he gets upset. Um there's a white noise. I need to wear headphones next time. So anyways, I uh yeah, getting into the topic,
1: we're gonna keep this short and sweet. What's the time limit today, Zay? Uh it's gonna be ten minutes. Let's let's do ten minutes from this point, right, right oh. here.
0: No, seventeen minutes no now. If you're looking for coaching, go to tsbstrength.com and sign up. Before we get into the topic today, we are the best coaches on the planet for vertical jump. We put rocket boosters on your feet, just like Tesla puts rocket boosters on their Roadster. We are the best vertical jump, power, explosive vertical power coaches on the planet. I and we, we, we get people's knees healthy. And we and we improve. Actually, doesn't matter which joint. We do it all. We'll do shins. Ankles, knees, hamstring tendons, Achilles tendons, head,
1: shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. (laughs) So that all said,
0: accentuated eccentrics. Isaiah was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "You've definitely done this, but maybe a fancy term you haven't heard
1: before." Let's let's start. What what does that stand for? What does accentuated eccentric stand for? What is it? It is essentially where you are.
0: Adding load to the down phase of any lift. So you could do it for a bicep curl if you wanted. You could do it for, you could do it for a forearm flexion exercise. You could do it for a calf raise. You could do it for anything. Uh, Essentially you are, I think it's when you speak, by the way, that's when it happens. So accentuated eccentrics, yeah, you're loading the down phase of any movements and you are, uh, you're, you're essentially trying to max out that specific type of contraction, uh, being the eccentric portion of the lift. So the reason that's important is anytime you land, anytime you contact the ground, you have to stop your momentum from going downwards. And to do that, it requires you to generate force. What's kind of interesting about this actually, that I was just coming to mind in my head here, so if you're like standing straight up and down, your body has some natural flexion in it. For example, your spine. So if you were to just stand straight up and down, and you just drop off of a ten-foot box or something like that, and just land completely straight up and down, very stiff, um, you'll probably end up flexing anyways at the hip, knee, and ankle. You're not. It's not like a vertical beam, you know, going straight into the ground. It's very hard to replicate that as much as I think a lot of people that uh, aren't engineers or biomechanists want it to be a thing, being perfectly aligned like a steel bar is not necessarily doable. Like, you can get close, but it's not going to be perfect. And if you were perfectly aligned, then you would store all that energy if you were a very elastic object. Like, imagine if you dropped a steel beam from, like, a railgun. You shot it into something very stiff, and then it, it would bounce off with a bunch of energy. If you hit perfectly level, like, in line with the railgun, piece of metal, right, it would deflect back with a ton of energy, depending on how much perform. Anyways, so Accentuated Eccentrics. Basically, you are talking about your ability to stop your momentum. So before you can go up, you gotta stop your momentum from going down. If you're a sprinter, for example, and your leg touches the ground, you have to be able to stop your momentum from plowing into the floor by generating force in your muscles, correspondingly the tendons, and also your bones are gonna absorb some energy too. But I guess you're absorbing energy, you don't really absorb force, you measure force. so the ability of your i guess body and muscles to do that is eccentric force generating capacity of the muscle which means again stopping your momentum stopping the downward acceleration whatever else and why would that be important is again because to stop yourself before you can go up you got to stop your momentum from traveling downwards so if you're a sprinter like i said for example. That's the touchdown. That's as soon as your foot touches the ground. If you're a jumper, it's the period of time when your foot first touches the ground and then your block foot comes through. So the actual muscle mechanics of this are kind of complex because some people will say that it's mostly isometric, but I think it's kind of a blend of all of them. And this is something I've maybe changed on over the last couple of months and maybe haven't posted about, but I think that there's a period of eccentric lengthening and then a period of brief isometric, completely almost completely isometric muscle contraction and different portions of the muscle, I think do different things. And then the tendon is going to stretch as a response and then it generates force. But either way, the eccentric force generating capacity of a muscle is very important in anything that you're deflecting off the ground. So that your block foot turning, one foot jumping, those are all essentially around and your capacity to do that is related to your eccentric strength. So are you better at generating eccentric force or concentric force isaiah
1: i would say i'm better at generating eccentric force well like everyone is but
0: yes, yes. so if you're better at generating eccentric force that means or like i when guess you say, are, are you asking like better than the like average person or? yeah you're thinking relative to other people right or like i'm saying in general human beings are better at generating eccentric yeah like one can generate more force eccentric. if you're better at generating eccentric force that means that anytime you do a lift anytime any lift doesn't matter what it is you are always going to be lifting relatively a lower percentage of your eccentric mass meaning you can lower much more weight than you can lift upwards so if i have a bicep curl i could you could put 100 pounds in my hand i could lower it I could lower it slowly not slowly i'd probably lower it like pretty fast <laughs> because yeah. the the heavier the weight the uh the heavier the weight and the closer it is to your eccentric max the faster you're gonna you're gonna lower it meaning you're still decelerating it but you're gonna decelerate it faster when it's really really heavy because you're better at generating force fast eccentrically yeah. and, and on the down phase versus concentrically. like i could never lift that much weight upwards but I can definitely lower it and eccentric accentuated eccentrics. That is an example of eccentric accentuated eccentric, by the way, but it's essentially emphasizing that portion of the, like you could say, stretch shortening cycle, I guess, or just like any cyclic muscle action, you know, where you're having a deflection off the ground, like I said, and trying to maximize it. So again, if you're doing a, a jump or something like that, during that period of muscle lengthening, that eccentric portion of the movement, you have to be really good at generating force. And the better you can decelerate, the easier it's going to be for you to generate the concentric force upwards. And why that is, is because your muscle is only increasing tension while you're yielding. So meaning as your foot touches down, your tension in the is just going up and up and up and up and up. And you are essentially building that tension over time. And regardless of whether you're going up or down, your tension is still increasing. So as you get to the bottom phase of your jump, you are like again, your tension in the muscle is already very high. So then you're changing your your momentum through an increase in the muscular tension. So you get to the bottom, you've already generated in the movement, the bottom of the movement. So on the push up, your tension just again, hopefully, keeps rising. I mean, in some cases, like it'll go down, but you're, you're changing momentum at that point. So you're creating a force. That force is, is changing the downward acceleration to, till you're at zero. And then eventually your negative accelerator or negative velocity then becomes positive velocity, right? So you're generating this force the whole time in the muscle and the eccentric portion of that is gonna be super important. So this is why accentuated eccentrics are important.
1: I just. I have a a, kind of an example of something like that where it shows how I use accentuated eccentrics or how I'm better at it. Um, I was, I had a session a week and a half ago, uh, my last session before this contest, and I was in warmups and I was going off vert. And I remember I see I see some some jumpers like when they go do off vert jumps, instead of being like like that and then co- going up, they kind of like like hop into it like that, like they do like a tiny little little bounce. And I remember I was just like, I wonder I've never tried that. Like like I wonder what would happen if I try it. And I went and. First, I did like a regular off-vert. And my my off-vert is like doo-doo right now for whatever reason. I don't know why. I went off-vert, like got a a one-hander in. Then I did a super tiny, tiny hop and just flew. I got like half my forearm over the rim and just punched the hell out of it off-vert. And I was like, whoa. And then I tried it again and literally just the tiniest, like the tiniest little bounce. And I can get way more... uh, like vertical, um, going off as compared to just regular down and up. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a great example of eccentric eccentrics. And I think, a a max approach, like two foot jump is that on steroids, like you're, you're running as fast as you can and then throwing yourself at the ground and like just getting that same, same effect, just magnified by a lot, a lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't necessarily have I don't know. I gotta think, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have that response. I know for my full approach, like off two, I definitely do. Like my offer sucks. And then you give me like a few
1: steps and a block and yeah. it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, for I me, it's
1: way like way higher. Just look, like, I, I've, I always, I've always been like this. Like as soon as I add like half a step, like my vert goes up like a few inches and same with like, you see it a lot when I play basketball in games, um, Cause I'll catch the ball like right by the hoop and I'll just do like a little hop step, like like just adding that little hop step or those, that little like extra movement, that half a step, like instantly I can, I can get up a lot, a lot higher. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's you know pretty interesting. Better
0: example of that?
1: Who? CJ. Yeah.
0: Yeah, DJ is trash offered <laughs> and as soon as you mm-hmm. give him an approach he jumps like a foot higher
1: <laughs> yeah yeah maybe,
0: like, it's it's insane maybe like yeah. actually I'd say more than that he probably has like a 28 to 30 inch standing where and you give him that rock it's up to like 45
1: yes um so real quick we're, we're at eight minutes for for this part this part of the video Perfect. uh to close it out I want you to give a few examples of exercises um that kind of focus on working on eccentric Decentric I think I already know the, the answer to this and the viewer might might know the answer to this but say what what that exercise is and then we can cover that in a different video and then we can close out close out the podcast
0: you can do squats the hard way is the one I think Isaiah is thinking of you could use a k box you could go one up or one down two up on a leg extension and curl uh nordic hamstring curls done the correct way without hitching the pelvis out and keeping the lever long that's one as soon as you hitch the pelvis you don't get the eccentric overload as much anymore if at all um yeah those are some good ones right there i mean i could give you a ton more but in the weight room those are all uh weight releasers your weight releasers those
1: will do it all right sounds good uh that's pretty much it guys uh, if you guys want to sign up for online coaching both me and John will coach you to whatever goals you have athletically go to thpstrength.com and we will help you out uh, make sure that you like the video leave a comment down below we'll try to get to as many comments as possible and if you are watching this on a podcast platform give us a five-star rating leave a review it helps us out a lot Without further ado, guys, we'll catch you in the next episode. We'll probably do this maybe once or twice each week. I think it would be a good uh, good frequency for it. Um, well, or, or we might just take a, a three-month hiatus again. You never know, but be on the lookout.
0: Idiot, man.
1: <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Take it easy.